I'm still, I'm about halfway through. He was about to count me in. We're recording. Oh, sorry. It's bloopers. You are listening to From the Dome to Your Home podcast, the Municipal Association's weekly look at legislative action and issues facing cities and towns around the state. I'm your host, Casey Fields. Well, everybody, it is my pleasure to welcome back my partner in crime on the podcast, Scott Slatton. Hello. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you very much. It is a great pleasure to be back. Uh, we've missed you the last couple of episodes. Yep. We're going to get to that toward the end of the podcast. So we need to address that. Is As that what to, you're we're saying? We're going to address your absence. Okay. Um, but we're going to get to that toward the end of the episode. So keep listening. We're going to get through all the legislative discussion. No. Um, I mean, you're, then, you're getting the real, the actual content here on the front end. And you can, you know, turn it off when you get to the... Nobody's going to turn it off. I keep telling you that. Nobody's going to turn it off. Um, Scott, let's talk about this week at the State House. You've been over there um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Tell me... We talked a little bit about last week about how on the podcast... Good show, by the way, last week. thank you. I love having um, Erica and Joni. The last two weeks have been really good. Big female energy, and I love it. Absolutely. Um. They were telling us about just kind of the the vibe over there. It's it's a little, um, especially in the house. It's it's yeah. a little tense. Um, it's a little awkward. Yeah. It's there's a lot of um, disagreements going on right now. Did you get that sense this week, or have has everybody calmed down? A little no, bit? I think it. I got the sense this week that it's a little more routine. Okay. Um, because really in the house in particular because they were they were not on the floor for very long right they just don't have anything any, on the calendar any day to, this yep. week uh they were meeting in committees so they did not really have an opportunity because the calendar was so short they didn't have an opportunity to kind of get at each other's throats uh right and there was really nothing even despite despite our thinking last week that right. the ARP bill would have been right, non-controversial. Right. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't have anything. They didn't find anything like that this week. So mostly uh, heads down working in committee. Uh, the only probably really most controversial thing that they dealt with was um, the start of the, of the new, one of the new abortion bills. Right. And uh, subcommittee. Got a subcommittee today. And, and let me Thursday. tell you, that lasted um, about 38 minutes. Right. They were limiting um, comments to like a minute. So, right. Right. Know. And then they passed it out. Um, no problem. It'll go to, to the full, full judiciary yeah. next week. And I then, don't know if they'll meet next week or the week after, but well, yeah, ex- it'll, it ex- goes to full now. Expected yeah. on the house floor soon. Right. That's right. that's when things if if things weren't tense this week, whenever that right. hits the floor, obviously it'll, it'll be tense again. It'll so. heat up again. Yeah, um, things did get a little tense in the Senate mm-hmm. um, on the Senate floor this week. Um, we are still watching the debate over the education savings account bill, mm-hmm. school choice, school voucher bill. Yep, same bill that they um, debated last year and passed out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have done this for two weeks now, and they are hearing amendments and debate. And you know, it's been well, it's been they perfectly cut, up, cut off debate today. Yeah, they adjourned about one thirty yeah. two o'clock yeah. today um, at the request of the majority leader. Yeah. He, at the beginning of session, he yeah. you know took the will and said that it was going to be done at one thirty today. Which education uh, advocate? Senator Mike Fanning from Fairfield bemoaned. That's right. And, and made a 
big point to point out that, hey, you know, this is anti-democratic because we're not getting the chance to continue to debate the many, many amendments that he's already put up and probably has another fistful if he gets the chance. That's right. So So I think it was Wednesday where there were several bills introduced relating to the selection of judges. Yeah. And that got everybody pretty fired up. And people have been fired up, Scott, since the South Carolina Supreme Court shot down the right to life bill three to two. Right? Yes. And the fact that Justice Hearn, Kay Hearn, who's who's having to retire. Right. She is of age. Mandatory yes. retirement this year and is to be replaced. Right. Uh, she wrote the majority opinion. And of course, uh, the stated goal of many uh, legislators, House and Senate members, is to find somebody to replace her that will be more... What's the what's the term they use? A more conservative jurist, conservative, maybe. Yeah, yeah, more um, originalist, uh-huh. if you will, uh-huh. and not be an activist, right? So, uh, what that means is translation. They want to they want somebody who will vote with them on abortion Correct. if it comes back to the Supreme Correct. Court. Of course, so I heard were, on the radio this morning that the governor is going to request that the Supreme Court rehear. He that said that, so he case. delivered his state of the state address. Um, last night, Wednesday evening. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of the State of the State Address was that he was going to ask for a rehearing after the judicial election. And so so, so our listener understands why this is important and why there's such angst, particularly in the Senate right now, Mm -hmm. is because there were a number of candidates... There were three candidates. Who were qualified by the... uh, Judicial Merit Election Commission. Uh, selection commission. Selection commission. Um, and two of those candidates, who were the only two females, Correct. withdrew. Correct. Uh, as soon as they were eligible to begin lobbying legislators for their votes. And Scott, the reason things are kind of coming to a ahead is because next Wednesday is the date set for judicial elections. And so this week, there was a discussion in the Senate, in particular. And the proposal has been put forth to delay the elections another week to February the 8th. Um, Senator Richard Cash from Anderson is interested in changing the way in which we select judges or at the very least qualified judges. I I think he wants he wants the opportunity to instead of voting only on those that the JMSC qualifies, he wants to vote for anybody. Well, and you know, we're right? one of the very few states yeah. that the legislature That's right. elects judges. Yeah. Um, and a lot of in our neighboring states, I think, that judges are popularly elected by right. voters. And you know, Casey, I've I can't I can make arguments f- for the merits of either yeah, either I, one. I just I don't know. It's a it's a tough situation. I know Senator Rankin, Luke Rankin from Myrtle Beach, got up and defended very vigorously yesterday the current process that we right. have, and said, you know, if we want to change the process, then let's go through that debate. But right. we we shouldn't change that here on the eve of of right. the judicial of election. The election. So, right. And I believe um, other there are other um, Supreme Court justices that are also approaching the retirement, you know, age. Really? So mm-hmm. well, yeah, uh, Chief Justice Beatty probably right. is, and so you know, that's kind closer. of what you yeah. know. Some of the legislators are yeah are looking at. So and that and all of this because of the 
the abortion bill decision. Yes. Because nobody really had ever, I think some people have yelled about and kind of moaned about how we yes. um, elect judges, but that has really fired a lot of people up. There's a lot more interest in this now a lot in more. these elections than right. there have been So that's previously. kind of, to all that to say, that is going to be a debate in the House and Senate moving forward that is not going to be, um, it's not going to be easy and no. it's not going to be calm, I don't think. I think it's going to be a very spirited debate um, from both sides. Um, and there was also a great divide among legislators and lawyer legislators yeah. because the attorneys have a definitely a different opinion yes you know about sure. about all that so um yeah you're right you know if you if you look at it and and you pay attention to the people who are arguing one way or the other it's the non-lawyers mostly who right. are arguing for a change in the way we do it right so, and it's um, you know it it that is definitely while it's not something that we are certainly watching it it's not something yeah. that we're advocating for or against right but it has it will have an effect on legislation moving forward. For sure. Um, and let's, let's, speaking of legislation, let's talk just a little bit about this week okay. and what is moving. So there are two bond reform bills in the Senate and one bond reform bill in the House. This week, both of them were in front of subcommittees. Mm -hmm. And then in both subcommittees, adjourned debate or carried over or moved to a different time. Yeah. Um, debate and action on those bills. And so, and, and y'all said it last week and, I, but I, I want to make sure everybody is reminded and understands our listener, what bond reform means in our context here in right, the state. Right. It, in other parts of the country, you hear about bond reform. It's about making it easier to get out of jail Correct. or not have to post cash bonds right. to get out. Not here. Here in South Carolina, we want to make, a make it more difficult to That's get right. out, particularly repeat offenders who are violent offenders. I mean, there are any number of stories, uh, news stories that you can go and find about people who have been arrested on violent offenses for the third time or who right. have, yeah. you know, hurt or even killed people and they were out on bond because of some other violent charge that was pending against them. So right. uh, there's a lot of interest even amongst the you know, law enforcement community and the That's public right. and even some in the judicial community to uh, make it harder, particularly for these violent repeat offenders to get out of jail and commit more crimes. And and Scott, they both of the subcommittees, the, the House Judiciary Sub and the Senate Judiciary Sub, they both heard testimony mm -hmm. um, from victims, families, from um, law enforcement, lawyers. They They have heard a lot of testimony and they are taking all that into consideration and having staff work on the bills. Yeah, one of the one of the questions that came up in a subcommittee is, you know, what's the fiscal effect of holding people longer in jails? Right. Uh, that's more of an issue for counties, of course, uh, who who run county countywide jails. There are some cities and towns across the state that have some some holding cells, uh, or if they if they consider there's a jail then but they're not holding people for more than a you know a day or so at the most so i don't know that it would have a, a dramatic fiscal effect on cities and towns holding people for longer periods but certainly county jails will have uh, will see the the effects right. more of that and of course right. those counties those counties that contract for jail services with their cities and towns the cities and towns could potentially see that because they're having to pay for those 
people to stay in jail right. longer. So certainly there there's an there's a, an effect there, but not in terms of us operating jails. Right. So, right. No. Um, so that's something that we're watching. Also, um, good news on the fentanyl front. The House fentanyl bill, 3503, what Erica talked about last week, that bill got out of subcommittee and out of full committee um, on the same day. So they had more testimony in subcommittee on Tuesday morning. Um, then later on, they pa- they um, had a couple of amendments, mm-hmm. um, one of them being they it strikes the language that um, charges somebody with homicide by fentanyl. Yeah. Um, they've also removed mandatory minimum sentencing and kind of altered some sentencing guidelines. They altered those guidelines further in full committee, but they also said the the members who were in full committee said to expect a lot of amendments on the floor related to this bill. Yeah, this is a this is going to be a really interesting debate in the House. Um, we'll see who who kind of falls on which side right. of. I don't think this is a. From what I could tell, I'm not sure this is this is not a Democrat Republican no argument. Mm-mm. No, I think you're going to have probably some civil libertarians who are going to be arguing in one way, and then right. you've got the people who are more law and order and concerned about victims right. as well. Right. It's it's going to be a really kind of a wide open debate, but. A, you know, removing that um, that homicide by fentanyl is going to be interesting because, you know, uh, Senate President Tommy Alexander from That's right. Wahala filed a bill specifically to do that. So we'll see and that bill if that gets will, moving in the Senate at that all. That bill will be on a – it was passed out of a Senate Judiciary sub. Yeah. So that will be on – whenever Senate full Senate Judiciary meets, it'll be on that full right. committee agenda and along with another – um, fentanyl bill. And I think, you know, part of the issue we're going to, we're going to learn a lot about, a lot more about fentanyl than probably we already know now. That's correct. And the issues that it is creating across the state. And, you know, I, Eric and I have talked about this, just attending the meetings and listening to the testimony mm-hmm. um, from the, the guy who runs the SLED laboratory like the pharmacologist Mm -hmm. and about the weight and the powder versus the pill and how these dealers are pressing the power and 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 the gram weight and what it will do to you and it's it's extremely scary you know uh our very own jeff shacker's uh wife Lori, retired from running one of the labs over at sled you know i knew that that? i did know that she did Mm mm-hmm Shaq, I tell you what, you just never know about the old boy. He's got all kinds of experience, yes, doesn't he? Yes, she's a good public servant. Um, so is he. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to the Shaq. Yes. Um, so that's really it. It was a and and Ways and Means obviously continues to yeah. They continue to meet. Um, it's and a parade of parade of state agencies it is coming in. A parade in and, of state agencies. They're starting to get into provisos and member requests. And whenever you <laughs> see that pop up on agendas, you know that they are nearing the end. It was really interesting. Uh, Representative Chris Murphy from Somerville, Dorchester. Mm-hmm. Down, area. Yeah, Dorchester. He's the Ways and Means uh, constitu- uh, yeah, constitutional, constitutional subcommittee chairman. That's right for the budget. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was, but one of the agency heads got up there and 
if you haven't seen the agent, agency's heads do this, they, they they take this opportunity a lot of times to come in and give sort of a a year's briefing right. on what their agency right. does, what they have accomplished, right? And then you know, the, and it takes a long time sometimes. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody started down that path, and Representative Murphy cut them off and said, "Well, hold on, before you get going." <laughs> does this have anything to do with asking for money with, do you have a budget request? Right. And this person said, uh, well, no, not really. He goes, okay, well then scrap it, skip, skip everything else that you were getting ready to say. Let's get to the, let's get to the other thing. Hey, show me the money. Right. (laughs) So, you know, let's, you cut know, to the chase. I, I Tell that, me what you want. Thought that was kind of refreshing. I, listen, so. I would love it if all you had to do is walk in and say, "We're good." Hey, we're fine. Thank yeah. you. Which is what Joni did, and I think she talked about that right. with local government. Yes, fund. Exactly. hey man, just follow the law. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Yeah, you know, exactly. just do what you're supposed to so. do. Fund us at the but you listen, know five percent, and we're I mean, out. I understand it. These these agency folks don't get in front of legislators very often. That's They're right. proud of the work that they do. That's so right. they, and they want, should be. They want to be able to talk about it, and and it, you know. Make make their value understood by the General Assembly, but unfortunately, uh, in that particular case, Chairman Murphy was not interested. Well, and I remember when I worked not that for he a wasn't state, interested; he just didn't he didn't want to, he didn't have the time to deal with it. That when that, I worked for time. a state agency long ago, my very first real job out of college, I remember we had to go in front of um, it was Subcommittee Chairman um, Rita Allison at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, with education and special schools and we had to do our presentation and y'all we worked on it forever we had powerpoint we had all this stuff and really we just had to walk in there and go uh chairwoman allison we just need 30 million dollars right. thank you just and walk out yeah that's all we need just is, 30 million is 30 million dollars thank you and then you know walk out and hope for the best so that um that but they're, 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 they should be, Ways and Means will be wrapping that up, the subcommittee yeah, process, be, pretty soon. In the next couple of weeks. Next week or two. Yeah, yeah. they'll be wrapping that up because it, it'll, they'll take February to finish and go through full. Yeah. Because they'll get in on the floor debate in March. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like we always talk, it's the end of January, it's practically April. So right. if you're if you're <laughs> yeah. looking at moving legislation, you yeah. know, this, the and, and we talked about this last week, the they have a stomach for to pass fentanyl trafficking fentanyl legislation yes i don't think they want to that's why it's moving mm, so fast exactly if they don't have a stomach to do it right you know yeah i don't think anybody's got to be popping tums i think they're just they're not going to do it you know talking about time running out on the house budget um ashley kellahan speaking of one of our other field services you know what I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna say Charlie Barano. Charlie Barano. And I'll just go ahead. Other, We're not sponsored by the Field Services Managers Program. Right. Um, but, but if you but if you need help with running your city or town, call Jeff Shacker, Charlie Barano, or Ashley Callahan. That's right. Well, Ashley, that'd be great. They should sponsor us and like serve us a meal. Ashley was saying that um, one of her cities asked her, "Hey, you know, we want to put a budget request in. You know, when should we do that?" And I told her to tell them <laughs> six months uh, ago. You better if you don't do it now (laughs) i'm like today then you're you're running out of time if you don't do it in the subcommittee process then you're you're cooked unless you want to put all of your business on the street and get do an amendment on the floor right we don't want to do that that is just not a good idea so if you want to if you want money out of the state budget ask for it last november you better do it now yeah you better do it november december at the the latest yeah call your representative he may he or she may tell you now it's too late because it moves fast once it gets moving what's the quote from ferris bueller's day off 
Life moves fast. Yeah, life moves pretty fast. If you quit, the if you whole don't thing, stop and look I'm, around once in a while, you could miss it. God, I knew you'd be able to do it. Um, speaking of life, Scott, let's talk about your life. Are we done with the all the legislative stuff? Yeah. What's coming up next week? What are they um, doing next week? House Ways and Means budget subs. We probably have a full judiciary, uh, Senate Judiciary, full House Judiciary. I've already told you that y'all are going to have to y'all going to have to deal deal with everything next Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. You'll be me. at Beach Advocates. I'll be at the Beach Advocates meeting on That's the right. beautiful on the Isle of Palms. Yeah, I looking hate, forward I to hate seeing, that for you. Looking forward to seeing Mayor Pounds Why and don't you company. Give, give everybody down there a hug for me since okay. we'll be locked up here doing the work of the people. I will try to do that. Um, Scott, tell me why you've been absent. Well, I took some personal time uh, <laughs> the, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, to go skiing, took my, my right. son and some friends of his and my brother and some other fo- friends went to, went skiing for right. a few days. Right. So I over took, the long weekend. Took a third, yeah, yeah. To, over the long MLK weekend. Right. And then on our return Correct. from skiing, I had a health incident, right. if you will, okay. on my birthday. By the it way, it was on your birthday. Which was which January, I totally forgot. I was, January the sixteenth. I, I got was a, in such a panic my, uh, <laughs> over the whole thing. My uh, my was. heart gave me a uh, birthday present <laughs> of a new stint in my left circumflex <laughs> artery to go along with the other two stints that I already had from a previous procedure twelve years ago. So I now have three stints in my three. The the three right. uh, artery main arteries of the heart, so they I've completed my set. The way you told me about it, um, I wanted to hug you and strangle you all at the same time because yes. the text everybody said, "Hey, not going to be in tomorrow. I'm in the ER," and I was like, I looked at Andy, my husband, and I said, "Um, you don't get this every day," and I immediately started firing back text messages to yes. you to be like, yes. tell me everything. Are you okay? Do you need me to come up there? Yes. And then when Dr. Slatten, your wife, arrived, I felt much better. She was in total control. She always is. Always. And she was sending some phenomenal updates. So it was it was nothing violent. It was not, right. you know, I was having some chest discomfort and it was persistent right. and wasn't subsiding. And, and given, you knew what you had to yeah, do. Yeah, and given yeah. my history, I knew what was going on and very calmly approached the medics at the airport. Right. And then they escorted me. I got to actually go down onto the tarmac in between two big old jet airliners to get into the Amelance. It was that's, pretty cool. And then, <laughs> and then the. I'm just glad you didn't send me a picture of that to be like, look at this. And then and the I'd airport. Like, what? Yeah, then the airport security people, you know, escort the Amelance off site That's, off of the tarmac doesn't happen and every then day. we went to the emergency went to the emergency room Got, but you had great care at yes, charlotte medical center carolina's medical carolina's center in medical charlotte center. i was i was in charlotte when i decided to seek some help right and then um, was there for a couple nights and everything's good and believe me i've you were you and many others <laughs> are in the long line of people who tell me how dumb i was and That's i right. shouldn't have waited and you're exactly right but it all worked out in the end. That's right. And we were so, just, we are glad to have you back. I'm perfectly, um, perfectly fine now. On your strict Mediterranean diet. I, so 
<laughs> while I was while I was under the effects of the anesthesia in the cath lab, the cardiologist recommended to me that I should get on a Mediterranean diet. Apparently, that's something that they do up there. Right, that's right. what they recommend. And Doctor Slatten claims that I came out and told her. Or no, I'm sorry. She said the doctor came out and told her that <laughs> I said that I was already on a Mediterranean diet, which I did not say. Which, or if I did, it was because I was under the influence of anesthesia and the influence of the cardiologist who was putting the stent in. I have so. to tell um, Seth and Vicky and Greg about the three people that are listening. I have to tell them that that was probably, I mean, all everybody at the office, we certainly, you know, kept Scott in our thoughts and prayers during this whole thing. And we were concerned and very, very happy that he's back and that he is in working order. Of course, now there were some people here in the office that didn't, didn't even know I'd been gone for two weeks. They so. had not. <laughs> <laughs> right. What so, did I tell you? Yeah. Um, yeah so. But but when Angie said, like, Scott just told the uh, doctor that he adheres no. to a strict Mediterranean diet, she goes, uh. And so I was like, well, let's see. If he's discuss if, if he's referring to the Mediterranean that is fried chicken and beer and mac and cheese and barbecue, then a hundred percent Scott is on the money. That is very strict. Scott is on the money. Well um, but we we are very happy and we are all all of the moms in the office, regardless of our age, are now watching you like a hawk. Joni wants to get him a life alert bracelet. Um, I can see that thing all, getting pressed a million times by people all, as a joke. It's no, we're not going to do that. We all are, are watching him and making sure he is drinking lots of water Listen, and maintaining I, good health and no stress. As I told my cardiologist and told several of you, I, this time, the last time I, it happened 12 years ago was a learning experience. This time was a learning experience for me. When this happens again, if it happens again, I will know to act more quickly than I did this yes, time. But right. the moral of the story is: don't do as I say. Do don't do as I did. Do as I say. Exactly. If you're having chest discomfort, if you have any suspicion, do not delay. Go seek treatment. You know, we haven't done a public service announcement on this podcast in a long time, so I'm really glad you're bringing it back. Well, happy to do it, and uh, I hope nobody has to uh, has to deal with it, but. Again, if you go get the proper care at the proper time, then you'll you'll have good outcomes. Well, we're glad to have you back. I'm glad, glad to have to be you back. back on the podcast. Yeah. And we will talk to everybody next week. Be sure to follow the Municipal Association's podcasts on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find the latest from the Municipal Association on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the association's website, masc.sc.